Welcome to Locust Street Studio for another episode of the Hudson Havoc Podcast. This week's episode is presented by Good From Wood. Guys, Good From Wood is a mom and pop shop located in Stillwater, Minnesota. Good From Wood is known for making that statement piece that everyone's going to be talking about. Their specialty is barn doors. They've been seen on HGTV, and you can find them on social media and online at www.goodfromwood.com. Guys, again, thank you for the equipment box. The guys are loving it. It looks fantastic. Yeah, fantastic-looking box that they got there next to the locker room. I know I said it last week, but uh, I was just amazed when I first saw it. Uh, so heading into this weekend's uh, play, Coach, a really big one coming up, and it's highlighted by it being Mom's Weekend. Uh, really happy to show appreciation to all the moms out there that make this program possible. Uh, 110%. The, the hockey mom is, is probably the most important piece to this. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people are always asking, like, what, what do you need? You gotta have someone behind you driving you to the rink day one, tying your skates, making sure that you get them here to me. Um, and a lot of these moms have, have done an unbelievable job at um, keeping in touch and being around it. And, and couldn't be more grateful for the group that we have. Um, some new moms this year, some repeat moms that are that are, um, I guess, veterans to yeah. moms weekend. I think <laughs> are really excited. And some of the uh, new moms or rookie moms, we can call them. Um, I think they'll have a great time and opportunity to come up here and enjoy Hudson and see their sons perform. Yeah, certainly excited uh, for that weekend as uh, the River Kings will uh, be in town. But kind of want to backtrack just a little bit. We don't have to talk about this too much, but a couple of uh, big wins uh, this past week uh, for your boys coach. Uh, Big win against the Rum River Mallards. And then the Vipers, uh, it was a bit of a sweaty towards the end there. Uh, The end of the first period ended up being the final score. The defense uh, played pretty solid, at least in my opinion. Yeah, the, they're the, the the first period we kind of got out and uh, off to a hot start, which I, mm-hmm. I do like and, yeah. and respect. I, I think our our goal is to try to play a 60-minute game, and I think you know starting with that first few minutes there, it's really important to kind of get in the jam and in the mix and just get guys feeling good and kind of get it rolling, the lines rolling and everyone kind of feeling themselves in the lineup um, and kind of knowing what, what their game is bringing that day. And then all of a sudden to get out to an early lead, um, you got to be happy with that. And then back and forth through the second and third, it was a little bit of a chess match. Um, a, a lot of puck dumping and just kind of back and forth. So I was more than okay with that. I thought the guys did a good job um, of keeping shots away there from uh, Kenny that played net there on, on Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday. Um, the second day, it's either yeah. practice day or game day for me. <laughs> um, but the second game day there on, on Sunday. So I was very pleased with that. And um, all in all, you know, playing a defensive style game like that, heading into a weekend where, you know, defense is going to be at a premium um, and absolutely needed. That kind of gets you excited and knows that the guys, hey, can shut it down when they need to. Yeah, and, you know, uh, we've been talking about offense. This offense has been downright explosive uh, the past two weeks, 30 points uh, in the last four games. The puck gets moved around uh, very nicely, you know, quick, crisp passes, I guess I would say, and uh, guys are burying them them, Excuse me, in the back of the net. I've been really impressed with how the forwards have been playing so far uh, the past two weeks, not only that, but for the whole season. Well, we're right around that like 23 game mark, which is about mm-hmm. that halfway, one game over the halfway as far as the 44 that we play throughout the course of the year. And normally we're there a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, as far as the schedule. Normally this time of the year we're probably around 28, 29, kind of heading towards yeah. more of that 30 mark. Um, so I think we're kind of hitting our stride, and you're starting to know that guys are gelling, guys are trusting each other, um, guys are snapping the pucks quick. Like You can see that guys are, are really here, and, mm-hmm. and they're in hockey shape, and it's kind of that peak of the season where it's the dog days, and all the time that you put in the summer starts showing up. And uh, I thought we have a lot of guys that put in a lot of work and a lot of effort. Uh, we got a guy in here that the guys will get to meet, lead, or meet um, later tonight with Spencer Linton Smith, the guy that put in a ton of work over the summer. Mm-hmm. And 
is starting to get some points and you know capitalize on his opportunities and, and that's kind of happening up and down our lineup right now so I'm really happy to see that for all our guys um, but at the same time too that's a lot of the effort that was putting in kind of previously is now showing up and you know they're executing so I'm very pleased with that yeah another thing that I wanted to touch on when talking uh, I guess not just specifically about the last game, but I think it was highlighted in the last game was how well the uh, defensemen played. I feel like uh, it's nice to see a game like that, uh, you know, from your defensive pairings uh, when you're heading into a back-to-back here against a really quality team where at, you know, some points in the game, certain junctures are going to require a fantastic defensive play. You're, ne- you're going to need to fall back on those guys. And, and I would definitely agree. And what I really like about our decor taking it in this year, and again, no disrespect to the guys we ever had here on our decor mm-hmm. in the past, we've had some phenomenal defensemen. Your Ben Lambs, your Case Boy yep. Offers, your Chris Dusicks. Um, some of those higher-end skill guys mm. um, have been phenomenal. But I think this year we've got seven guys on the back end on a nightly basis that are really strong and can you know kind of play and be puck movers but also to be shut down defensemen. Um, so I think what we have on the back end this year, I'm really kind of excited to see how that matches up. Um, us just having a little bit different style with with our you know kind of core back there than what we yeah. have in the past. So I think it'll be really unique to see you know how things go against the River Kings this weekend, matching up, so knowing that we're playing a little bit different in our D zone. Mm. And I know it's not only just him, but hats off, hats off to Coach Davis uh, for getting that unit uh, together, and they look really well oiled at this point in the season. D- decor and goalies. I mean, yeah. always hats off to him. He kills it, and that's just testament to what he does day in and day out. And you mentioned goalies. Uh, I mean, once again, it just continues week after week. Uh, guys like Cam Maleski and Kenny Torelli continue to be fantastic and uh, at some points feel unstoppable there uh, between the pipes. You know, I, I love that you say that they feel unstoppable. Uh, I don't think that those are two guys that you could say feel unstoppable by any means. They come every day and they put in a ton of work. They're on mm-hmm. the ice early with Coach Davis, them, you know, Blake Mitchell as well. All three of those guys are out there working their butts off every day, kind of making the competition push and, and go. And, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they are extremely supportive, the, goal, the goalie gang. Um, the four of them, if you had Coach Davis in the mix. Um, but it's just competitive, and there's a passion, and there's a fire, and uh, you can kind of see that there's really a, a unique love for the position. For sure, yeah. Um, so a lot of those guys, you know, they come to work with that mindset of knowing that they want that spot, knowing they've got to work for it and compete. And it's just contagious environment to see all three of those guys kind of work on a daily basis. And then when you see that, you know, your D see that, your forward see that, it makes it really easy to work, you know, in front of guys like that. Yeah, it's great to have an easy transition with fantastic netminders with Cal Ambrose and Hunter Koch. And then, you know, have a goalie unit with three guys who really care about the craft of being a goalie uh, at this level. Well, it, it it takes a it takes a whole goalie tandem mm-hmm. to win. It takes all three guys that are working every day. Um, someone's taking extra shots in practice. Someone's taking a little bit more rest. Um, someone's maybe taking a little bit of a run with the span of games or a spurt. Um, but everyone's chipping in and helping out. Like there's no question that the numbers don't lie. They speak for themselves uh, of the work and kind of the you know the ability uh, that these guys have to compete at a high level every single day. Um, and obviously for the fans every single night you know during mm-hmm. the game. Is there anything else that you maybe wanted to touch on uh, with play? I know I've kind of uh, brought the ideas to the table, but I was curious if you uh, had any positives or, I mean, maybe even any negatives or things that you thought about working on this week. Uh, net front intensity for us is going to be huge. Uh, we've done a lot of in-stat and film review, just kind of see what these guys have. Um, this is a measuring stick weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- these are two... Um, again, this is me saying this, but I think these are two teams that are, that are brands at the, at this level. 
Um, and, and this is a really a weekend where you know, hey, uh, when you're throwing darts in the wall or throwing pencils, you know, and you're wondering how good you are, uh, this is a weekend where you're going to get an opportunity to really see. I mean, they're, they're going to push you to your limits. I'm hoping we can kind of push them to theirs. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a weekend where I literally think that all 42 players involved in the game um, you know, 21 on our side and 21 on theirs are going to get better and grow from this weekend. Uh, I can't stress enough the amount of guys and opportunity that our players have had to move on to a next level of hockey based off games that have been scouted and watched when we've played the River Kings. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it's an awesome and exciting weekend. It gets me excited every day knowing that we get a chance to prepare for this upcoming event and also to just kind of feeling not necessarily the pressure but the angst and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just excitement of knowing the game's approaching. Uh, but guys have done a fantastic job preparing. I think we match up really, really well. What's kind of neat with them is they've got, uh, gosh, four lines that can play and seven mm -hmm. defensemen. Uh, Steer and Skaggs on the back end are, are absolutely nasty. Like, I'll be honest <laughs> yeah. they, they both can play. Um, I was telling guys it kind of reminded me of when I used to have Lamb, Dusik, and Moyoff for just kind of that skating ability back there um, and the way they produce. And then up front, they've got some big boys that can produce. Uh, Krieger is phenomenal, the hearted kid, newcomer bottles. Um, they kind of got it any way you want it. So it's going to be intriguing to see how we both come out. But uh, what an exciting time for both teams and, and for mm -hmm. our community to have a game like this uh, and obviously have moms here as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, uh, in, in a series like this, you know, players stepping up. I mean, the spotlight is bright. The guys who are able to, you know, step up and make big time plays. And obviously it's important to play as a collective. But, you know, in a big game like this, you mentioned scouts. Uh, I mean, the guys who step up and, you know, play at 110 percent and, you know, rise above challenges. Uh, it's really fun to see. And I'm and I'm sure most of the guys already know that. But it, it's just great to you know, head into a weekend like this. And gosh, I'm just excited to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good. We've uh, we've really been stressing the importance of details this mm -hmm. week. Uh, our past, I think, six or seven games we played with these guys have been one or two goal games, usually on an empty net if, they're, if there's a two goal game. Um, I think we've had one where, where they've ran away and this was a few years ago. But uh, other than that, you know, notoriously tight games where one mm -hmm. mistake and all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at yourself like, oh, man, we just got let one get away. <laughs> Um, so two points are going to be on the line each night. They're going to be extremely difficult, and it's going to take a 60-minute effort. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if you know both of the games go down to the wire. It would just be a couple of uh, great chapters, you know, kind of in the story of uh, you know two rivals. I mean, I would definitely say that uh, your boys and uh, Marty Quarter's squad are kind of up there in the pantheon of you know Midwest West play, and you know this is a really tough division and. I would I would highly encourage people to come out to see as of right now the top two teams in one of the toughest divisions in the entire USPHL. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Marty's going to have his guys prepared. We're mm -hmm. preparing. It's it's going to be a fantastic weekend. So, uh, I mean, I guess I kind of want to open the floor again to you. You know, anything else that you want to touch on here before we uh, move forward? Uh, no, I, I other than Mom's weekend again. Yeah. I just I can't stress the importance of that, and I think it's going to be really cool. We've got some. Uh, Local businesses around town, obviously a few sponsors. The moms will be stopped by Onside Apparel, Hop and Barrel as well, um, and a few other places around that support the boys throughout the course of the year and the season. So um, it's just going to be a lot of fun to show our community off to them. Yeah, it's great to have a community like this backing such a, uh, a great hockey squad. Uh, you know, it, it really uh, makes everything uh, come together. And, uh, you know, Coach, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but uh, you want to hype up at all the guy that's coming up here on our player profile? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. One, one, one of my favorites. Uh, he's been with me for two years and, and a guy that um, I know at the end of the day would do anything for me and vice versa and, and love the work and effort that he's put in and excited for you guys to get to meet him. 
um, a guy that's a lot of fun but knows when it's time to work, and, and I think he's going to be um, a really cool interview for everyone to get to hear and get to know. Yeah, I'm certainly excited uh, to get his voice on the air. So uh, when we come back, we will have a uh, player profile coming up. Uh, be sure to stay tuned here. Hudson Havoc Podcast. We'll see you uh, back here in a little bit. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on January 15th and 16th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. as they face off against the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. Tickets are $8 and kids 10 and under get in for free. What's the equivalent in Wisconsin to peanut butter and jelly? Well, hockey and beer, of course. Make sure to check out the Hop and Barrel Warming House at every Hudson Havoc home game located above Gornick Arena. Back here at Locust Street Studio, uh, back here on the Hudson Havoc podcast, we have a very special guest, uh, a member on the Hudson Havoc right now, played last year as well, forward Spencer Lintesmith. Spence, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing good. Thank you for asking. Uh, Spencer, I guess, you know, one thing that I kind of want to ask uh, right off the bat here um, is, you know, how are you feeling about uh, this stage in the season? Obviously, a lot of things have changed uh, from last year, but, uh, you know, I wanted to get your feeling. The team's riding high right now. You're putting in a lot of good work right now. Uh, what's your feeling at this stage? Uh, yeah, I think at this stage of the season, personally, I have a really, you know, a good feeling coming yeah. to the rink every day. Um, I really love the effort that everybody brings on an individual part, mm -hmm. you know, consistently every single day. Everybody yeah. comes to the rink to work, to workouts as well. You know, we don't have to have coach tell us yeah. we need to be working harder. Um, everybody just kind of knows what they need to show up and do every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I guess uh, asking another thing here, um, you know, kind of backtracking a little bit, I guess. Um, I mean, your former teams uh, from a couple years ago, uh, the 95 Giants and Team Maryland, I wanted to ask you about uh, what were your experiences like on those teams and kind of the jump up here to the Hudson Havoc, if I could get some thoughts on that. Yeah, so um, I actually was supposed to play here in Hudson that year. Spencer, uh, you should have been I, here. I should have, <laughs> one, of, one of my many regrets. But, um, yeah, I, I think I was a young guy uh, yeah. living away from home for the first time, uh, and it was – it was challenging, to say the least, sure. uh, kind of trying to figure everything out. Mm -hmm. I think here in Hudson is kind of where I did figure everything out. Um, but, yeah, the, the 95 Giants and Team Maryland, like I said, I have nothing but the utmost respect for those programs. Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, they've got great coaches, the players, everything about it. Spence, let me ask you, so, so for some of the guys that maybe haven't played junior hockey that are listening in and – um, kind of curious, you know, you said, what are some of the challenges you kind of went through your first year living away from home? Like, what are some things maybe guys should, should expect or maybe some things you went through? Like, share your experiences um, with some of these guys that maybe haven't been through that yet. So just some things to expect um, and just some odds and ends that kind of go along with that year, first year away. Yeah, I would say um, attention to detail would be my number one. Um, I, I was a guy who my first year of juniors, I, I would show up maybe five minutes late to stuff, <laughs> um, wouldn't be on time. Nutrition is another huge thing. Oh, yeah. um, I would say taking care of your body as well, because when you're when you know when you're young, your bones are made of rubber. I would <laughs> say, um, but when you get a little bit older, your body starts to hurt a little bit more. And you know, taking care of your body, putting in the proper nutrition. I think for young guys listening, um, they should really, you know, start to learn what works for them. I think that's the biggest thing, is because everybody's going to be different. So whatever works for you. 
I was going to say, that's a huge uh, hats off to Elevate Nutrition and C1 Athletics, uh, the people that do uh, such great things uh, for you guys on the team. Oh, I, I have nothing but fantastic things to say about both of those yeah. places. Coach Jay, Coach Nick over at uh, C1, those guys have, they've really, they, they're a key factor to what for makes sure. us successful here in Hudson. Well, Spencer, I mean, I, I would, I'd have to say, I mean, you, you're literally double, double the person. I mean, I think you've increased in size um, <laughs> quite a bit from when we first got you a year ago, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you brought something up, and again, this is uh, just, I guess, something just kind of funny to, to put out there. I, I love, the, I love the story and kind of the humor behind this. But you know, you said that your first year in junior, you're a few minutes late. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of curious that there was a, a one time your your first year here where you're a little <laughs> bit late. Uh, have you ever been to Hastings, Minnesota? I have, um, not on purpose, but <laughs> yeah, I have been to Hastings, Minnesota. So the story there is, uh, so we had film. It was the first film session of the season, um, and I was riding with the kid I lived at with at the time, Jordan Winrod. Um, we were going together, and Coach sent the address for his house in the group chat, and. I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what happened, but next thing I know, we're at Hastings, Minnesota, looking for everybody's cars. We call coach. We're like, you know, we don't see your house, and he goes, "Where are you guys?" We're in Hastings. You're in Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean, it was just kind of a. It, it was <laughs> I, Spencer. I, it's one of those stories I'll, I'll never forget to this day because there was 28 guys that figured out how to where, where my place was from that address, and me too somehow ended up in a different state in, in the wrong place. Uh, oh, but I, honestly, I, th I thought it was hilarious. But um, other than that, I thought you did a pretty good job of recovering, doing all right the rest of the year. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> well, and one thing I guess uh, from. Uh, or I guess what I would think that would help uh, kind of curb the challenges of, you know, being away from home uh, your first year uh, is your billet home. And I guess I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, obviously billet homes are what, you know, make the Hudson have it go. They make this program possible. Uh, you know, anything that you've taken away from your billet family, billet parents, billet siblings at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I owe these guys. I, I feel like I'll be in debt to them for the rest <laughs> of my life. I mean, they took me in when I was, you know, I wasn't really in the best place. Um, mm -hmm. They took me in. They, I mean, they gave me all the amenities in the world. Um, they allowed me to show up to the rink every day and do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't, I can't thank them enough. I mean, McKinley, Big Mike, Alex, Heather. I mean, I, I have nothing but good things to say about them. I, I love those guys. They're, they're literally my family. That's great to hear. And, and, I, and I'm and i obviously not them uh, by any means, but I, I hope you know I, I'm about 1,000% sure that it's 1,000% mutual. Um, those kids look up to you like you are Wayne Gretzky um, or Nathan McKinnon because you're from Colorado, <laughs> Joe Sackick, <laughs> Peter Forsberg, whoever you want to be. Um, but those kids do look up to you, and it's hilarious to see Big Mike. Um, I hope he follows in your footsteps and is a forward and, and not a, and not a goalie. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <playing>. but <laughs> uh, but honestly, it, it's hilarious to kind of watch their eyes light up and to watch you. That's kind of what this whole thing is about: is the one day recycle the game. And these are two kids that have never been introduced to hockey, and all of a sudden, because you're around, hockey is kind of their passion and love. Um, it's freaking cool to see, man. Oh, it's it's a blessing. I mean, th those kids are they they will do big things someday. They are uh, they're very special kids. Uh, one. Uh, another thing that I wanted to ask uh, as well, and this is something that I've been asking a few times uh, in more recent episodes, is do you have a specific hockey inspiration at all? Someone that got you to love the game of hockey? Um, Brett Wall. 
<laughs> no, um, I would say right now, I mean, at this point in my life, I would consider Coach Wall to be my mentor. Um, but sure. I think early on, you know, I didn't start hockey until the age of 10. I started late my first year Pee Wee. Um, I we, we had some neighbors that played, and they mm-hmm. would always be playing street hockey. And I went out there and played with them one day, and yeah. I thought it was the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> so I, I begged my parents to let me play, and a year later, they finally signed me up. Nice. And uh, never looked back. That's that butterfly effect. One one simple thing, and it changes the course of your uh, of your teenage oh, life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure you also want to touch on this, Coach, but I want to bring up uh, the transition from last year to this year. And I think the groundwork was really laid down with key playoff minutes that you played last year. I mean, it didn't take you too long to surpass your point total from last year uh, this year. And uh, I, I guess me personally, I just want to commemorate you for the big step that you've taken this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year you played a key role in the playoffs and a, and a massive shutdown role to where you're playing against other everyone, everyone else's top line and knowing that your job was to go out there and make sure they didn't get scored against. And, you know, last year, 14 games, one goal, four assists, four assists five points. And this year we've got 23 games played, uh, six goals, 15 assists, uh, 21 points. Like, what, what what's changed for you? Like, wh- how are you doing it? I think, I think I've changed as a per like not as a person, but I just I've adapted a different mindset. If yeah. I'm being honest, I, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, it, it takes a it takes a while to kind of find yourself in juniors and find out like who you are. For sure. Um, I would always see guys, you know, dangling or scoring goals, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, how do I, how do I become that player? <laughs> um, and it wasn't really until last year that I kind of realized what I'm good at, and mm-hmm. um, you know, now I know who I am. I know how how I can be successful on the ice. And um, I think that, you know, I, I, I use that and it's, it's worked for me. So if it works. Why stop? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, for me personally, when I'm up there uh, in the press box watching you play, uh, you're very conducive to team success with the stra- with the strategy and the style that you play as. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure I've said it or some similar kind of phrasing before, but, I, you know, I, I'm happy that you're on the team this year, Spence. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> That that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, as a, you know, any any fun questions at all, Coach? Well, you know, it, I was going to kind of lead into it. You said you know he's a team first guy. This mm-hmm. is a guy that would would block a shot with his face if it meant he was going to make sure the team won. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of speaking of that, I just kind of curious who your dentist is. Your uh, your teeth <laughs> look a little different than they did a few days ago. Uh, yeah. Well, my most recent dentist was uh, Harvey Dove. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he decided to. Uh, chomped me in, in, this, <laughs> in the teeth with his stick earlier this week in practice. <laughs> so uh, obviously you guys can't see us, but uh, Spencer has a little bit of a the Lloyd Christmas look going there <laughs> um, with the front tooth being chipped a little bit. Yeah. So with with mom's co- with mom's weekend coming up, um, what a better time for that to take place. I'm <laughs> sure she's going to be pleased to see that smile. Oh, I'll be honest. My mom calls me every week and tells me to put a face mask on. Uh, I never <laughs> listen, and this is what happens. So mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unreal. So I some just some fun questions. So you're from Denver. Yep. I've got to ask if I'm in Denver and I've got one place to eat, where am oh I going? Yeah. Oh, there's this place kind of in the foothills before the mountains. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but they they serve like the most unique things, like rattlesnake. You can Whoa. eat, you know, obviously the Rocky Mountain oysters. That's a big one. Uh, I think that's a really cool place. Like, there's just a lot of unique food, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a big, big into like the whole, I guess, trying new things. So I, I would say sure. 
something like that. That might be a little too adventurous for me personally. Those got uh, those got to be a little expensive. It sounds a little bougie that you're eating there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I've only eaten there like once or twice, but oh, um, fair enough, fair I, enough. That's just my recommendation if you want the whole Denver experience. Nice. Love it. Then what's your favorite food, Spence? If you got one last meal, what are you mm. eating? Oh, put me on the spot like that. <laughs> um, I would say either my mom's lasagna or chicken parm. Big chicken parm nice. guy, too. Big respect for that. Same here. <laughs> and then I guess uh, everyone thinks of John Elway oh, when yeah. they think of the Denver Broncos. Yep. But I'm going to talk to you about the best quarterback to ever play for the Broncos. Are you or are you not a Tim Tebow fan? Oh, yeah. Big Tim Tebow fan. I have uh, a lot of family in Florida. They all went to University of Florida. So big Gators family. Um, big Tim Tebow guy, definitely. Do you know where you were when you threw the touchdown pass to win the Ooh. playoff game? Yep, I was in uh, my neighbor's basement, actually. I do nice. remember that. <laughs> I still remember where I was. I was in 902, which is a townhome on Lake Superior State Campus. Oh, there you I go. I was in the living there room. I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, did that just happen? Yep, Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas against the Steelers. Uh, wow, what a game. Did you see that one? I did see that one, but the one that always – when I think of Tim Tebow, I think I think it was a Monday night football game. It was definitely a primetime game when he was running circles around the Jets and a, just a complete grinder. I think the final score ended up being like 10-3 or 13-10. Was that Mark Sanchez era? I think it was. I think oh, it was Sanchez yeah. era back when <laughs> Rex Ryan had the tattoo of his jersey on his arm. <laughs> Unreal. Spencer, where did you score your first junior goal? Ooh. And do you I, remember it? I do remember it. It was in uh, Rochester. Uh, I, remember, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was last game of the regular season. Um, you know, I I had just cracked the lineup at that point. Um, so I was pretty pretty new to being a regular and a kind of a core guy, if you will. Um, it was good to get, you know, a goal. I It, it would have been pretty embarrassing to go a full season without a goal. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that was the time to do it. Uh, that reminds me, that was the uh, game where Chris Dusek set the points record for defenseman, I believe, right? Yeah, it was it was a bit it was a big week, and I I think uh, Spencer got his first. Chris set the points record for defenseman. I think Kulos got his twentieth. I think Evan got his twentieth. Bulldog had a hat trick. He's the Viper um, Slayer. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was just a uh, <laughs> it, it was a game where everyone was kind of going. I think Cal got his twentieth win to kind of oh, set, right. set the that's franchise right. record. So um, a lot of highs in that game, kind of headed into a big playoff push that obviously led to some success and. And obviously ended uh, with it abruptly with everything that was happening, but um, I think that's awesome. And so, Spence, I guess let me ask you this, then just kind of last fun question, then uh, anything that Brian wants we can kind of wrap up with. But favorite havoc moment here in Hudson? Oh yeah. Oh man, um, it, it was definitely winning, um, winning the division. I mean that that game we were down. What was it two goals going into the third period? Two one. Two to one. Yep. Um, I remember actually I. I looked you dead in the eyes and I said, Coach, we're going to win this game. And I, I do right remember that. Yep. And you said, I know we are. <laughs> and that third period, Fantastic I mean, game. oh, my goodness. Like, the the adrenaline rushes, just the the way that everybody was just kind of playing in sync, it was it was a magical moment, absolutely magical. And all the fans in the building as well. Oh, yeah. um, we were playing in the Drewiski, which is our practice arena. Mm -hmm. 2-0 in the Drewiski, not a big deal. 2-0 <laughs> in the Drew. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember being under the heater calling that game, and that was just special. I mean, the, the energy in Drewski when, you know, you guys came out for that third period, you could kind of feel the momentum shift without even the puck dropping to start off that last period. Oh, for sure. I mean, the energy was 
as mm-hmm. you know, Brendan Walk would say, electric. It was it was for an electric sure. factory. It was. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> electric factory. <laughs> it it was. I mean, the atmosphere was incredible. I could picture it again. It, it was Caleb Dusick who scored that blocker side goal. I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think uh, I think Oscar had one. Yeah. Or Oscar passed the puck to Drake. Drake had one. Deuce had one. Mm-hmm. I think Kulas had the empty net. I I think I can't remember. It was all such a blur. Oh but yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yep. But you, McMahon, and then um, Jerome. Jerome, well. yep. man, what Lo- a sh- what a shutdown line. unit! Oh man, love Dr- that line. Jerome is a guy. That, I know. I mean, couldn't have been more perfect. Like you guys did a phenomenal job. Like uh, I think there was three college commits on the team. I think the Decrut guy went to Lawrence. Um, the Spolak guy ended up going to St. Olaf. Mueller uh, ended up going, I think, to St. Olaf or Weller, Gustafs maybe. Yeah, those are, those um, are big boys. But, yeah, you guys did an unbelievable job at kind of taking care of your business and giving our guys a chance to kind of you know take on a few lower lines and really get an opportunity to really excel. So awesome job. And, you know, we don't have a uh, division ring without you. Oh, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if uh, for sure if uh, we tracked block shots, but I think that line alone would be just a, just a massive amount of block shots. <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> don't know what it is, but it's, it seems like Puck seemed to find uh, Jerome and Spencer, yeah. and then McMahon was buzzing through with support with the speed. So it was uh, an awesome little mix there with you three. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was that was a fun line to play on for sure. I, I think we all kind of understood exactly what our role was, um, mm-hmm. the job that needed to get done, and I think we did a pretty good job executing it as well. So. Well, then let me kind of touch on this. And I, I, I know that we said no, we wrap that, it up, totally but okay. we, we kind of let into this, Spence. And, you know, since we're here, we might as well pick your brain a little bit. Yeah. Um, a guy that can play both. Uh, you know, you've, you've played some center. You've played some wing. Um, right now, you know, we got you on a line with uh, Logan Milhausen and, and Dylan Hollaby, and you guys are finding some success. Um, you know, w- what are some ways that allow you to be successful in both spots? I would say just attention to detail and practice. Um, you know, I think – it's important to know kind of every single role on the team. And, you know, you never know when you're going to be called into one of those spots in a game situation, and you always want to be ready for it. So I think, you know, something that I did, I started, I would say, the second half of the season last year is kind of just pay attention to everybody's role, um, you know, kind of what the team needs, and just go from there. Uh, so then when, you're, when your name is called to get into one of those situations, you're not, you know, you're not, I don't know what to do. It's you know exactly what you're going to do. So. Yep. I love that. Love that. I was going to say, uh, I like the uh, chemistry between you three as well. I mean, the the way that the play styles just kind of play off of each other. Didi is so fun to watch. Logan getting down and dirty on face-off draws is always fun to watch. Oh, and yeah. You facilitating the puck and finishing your chances, it's, it's just really fun to see up there on the booth. There is some horsepower and some work mm-hmm. on that line, that is for sure. <laughs> Well, how are you feeling about the Pita Pit shootout for tomorrow? Do you got a move oh, picked yeah. out yet? Yeah, I do have a move. Um, I could probably say it now. Oh, I wouldn't say it yet. Oh, that's true. What Maybe. if this is released before? Oh, oh, there don't you go. show your hands. Good thinking. Good thinking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I fully anticipate on getting a free Pita tomorrow. Let's just nice. say that. Wow. Calling it right wow. here. How many right rounds here. do you think it's going to take you? Three. Three rounds? Three rounds, yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll kind of touch on this real quick. So mm-hmm. every home game, bef- well, the day before a home game, Spencer, you kind of tell the people about the Pita Pit shootout a little bit, kind of how it works. Yeah, so it's kind of a Hudson Havoc tradition. Um, the last day of practice, a week before a game, we'll do a shootout, and the winner of the shootout gets a free Pita from our sponsor, Pita Pit. Um, and it's 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 a fun competition to have, you know. It's it's cool. A different guy usually wins it every week, so it's not you know the same guy winning it. It's uh, it does get competitive though, you know. Um, 
free pita on the line. I mean, is there any other perk that the uh, the winner usually gets? If they get to pick the guy that wears the what? Oh yeah, the pink jersey. There we go. Oh. So if you don't, <laughs> so if you don't score in the first round of the shootout, you go on the non-winning side. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. And the guys that end up winning, so the guy that wins gets the pick of the guys that don't win, who wears a pink jersey for pregame skate the next morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to be in that thing. It's uh. Sure have not. you been in the pink? I have. Yeah. yeah Last year. This this year. The first. The first one this year, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I guess you know any questions for me to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Obviously, you don't want to trip on the present, looking at the future. But sure. I, I definitely want to ask you about you know what's the outlook, uh, not only for yourself but your line and for the Hudson Havoc as a whole. You know, heading into, I mean, I feel like I say it every week, a crucial point in the season. Every game is super important, but especially one coming up here against the River Kings. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I think. I think uh, we're preparing mm -hmm. um, as we need to. Um, I feel very confident going into this weekend. I think we just got to take it two points at a time, each shift at a time. Um, everybody needs to execute their roles. It's going to be a chess match. I mean, it's going to sure. be a legit college hockey game that you're going to be mm -hmm. seeing here. Um, you know, good teams capitalize on the mistakes. So if we can avoid making mistakes and having them capitalize on that, that that's going to be a key thing for this weekend. I think we just need to play our game, um, you know, work pucks low to high, crash the net, um, just all the little details. I think we need to, we need to be better at doing details than they are. That's, that's how we're going to find success this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And I'm probably a little bit biased, but I would definitely say two of the most complete teams uh, in the league are going to be on the ice on Friday and Saturday. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything else that at least I would want to say to pick either you or Coach's brain. Are there any closing thoughts from you guys at all? Your mom's coming up. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I am super excited. Uh, Susan Linton-Smith, what a woman. <laughs> that uh, She is – she's where sh – she's where I, I mean, she was the one who drove me to practice growing up. Like, I've got I, – I tell her this all the time. Like, I, there is – there is – I, I owe her everything. Mm -hmm. Everything – I owe to her. I mean, it's she is. She's been my number one support system. So I, I, I am s extremely grateful to have that woman. Yeah, certainly excited to have Mom's Weekend coming up. It's a great celebration. Um, so I think uh, moving forward here uh, in the pod, Spencer, thank you so much for coming on here. It was so great to talk with you. Thanks, Brian. It's been a lot of fun. All right, so we'll be back here with head coach Brett Wall to uh, wrap this one up. You're listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast in Locust Street Studio. To check out any and all information regarding the Hudson Havoc, check out our website at HudsonHavoc.com and all social media. That includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on January 15th and 16th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. as they face off against the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. Tickets are $8, and kids 10 and under get in for free. And we are back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast here at Locust Street Studio. So happy to have uh, Mr. Spencer Linton-Smith come on the podcast. Coach, I would say he was a pretty great guest. Uh, awesome guest and been an awesome contribution and contributor to our team and community um, for a long time here the last two seasons. And now that he's gone and, and kind of off air now, we can say it. A, a guy that has truly morphed into a 200-foot player and 200-foot person. 
um, really understands the preparation detail consistency side of it and has really put his kind of heart and soul into making sure that he's you know preparing to be his best every day. Um, and again, I think the production with the numbers that you, we talked about earlier mm -hmm. kind of show testament to that, but um, does an unbelievable job just day in and day out, really appreciating and respecting the grind um, and kind of turning it into a journey. So I just kind of hats off to him and all the work he's done and uh, really happy and excited to see what the second half holds for him. Yeah, and guys like Spencer, I mean, it's not only him, it's obviously a team effort. They're going to be conducive and not only that imperative uh, to, you know, coming out of this series, uh, a big one here against the Wisconsin Rapids, River Kings. A lot of respect between you and River Kings head coach Marty Quarters, who has built quite a program over there on the Rapids. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about what uh, they do as a program and an organization. I'd, I'd you know like to say that we're comparable and kind of benchmark off each other a little bit there. And then obviously Marty has coached at some extremely high levels. He's coached at the Division One level. He's coached in the USHL. Um, he's kind of been everywhere and has done a really good job everywhere he's been and, and left kind of a legacy and, and a name for himself. Um, so, you know, I, I'd expect the same thing that, you know, if he's with the River Kings or moves on or whatever he does, um, what he's done in Wisconsin Rapids is going to be remembered and talked about and kind of uh, used as, as a program that, you know, later in life, I think other people are looking at and say, hey, we need to replicate something similar. Yeah, I would definitely say a, a couple of teams, I mean, with just the, the amount of preparation that goes into these games, I mean, hats off to you and your coaching staff and obviously hats off to uh, head coach Marty Quarters and his staff. And I, and I feel like this is kind of a game where a couple of squads that really neutralize each other uh, are going to match up on the ice tonight. I mean, it might not be exciting for fan service, but I mean, I, I would expect a lot of nothing shifts, a lot of grinds, you know, guys playing, you know, all the way up to you know a level 10 and they need to you know they keep going but you know talent like that on the ice is going to eventually there's got to be something gives you know towards the end of the games like this it you couldn't have said it better i mean it's going to be a lot of nothing shifts a lot of back and forth there's going to be some high-end talent and what comes with that high-end talent i think with both teams is high-end work ethic um it's going to be a lot of hard and smart work and if the fans want to come out and watch two really well organized and, and you know hockey teams with 42 players on the ice that are committed to a game plan and, and really pushing the pace and themselves to that next level. Um, you guys are really in for a treat this weekend. And, you know, you mentioned hard work, and a part of that, too, is the uh, preparations that go into series like this. Obviously, you don't want to tip your hand or anything, um, but I guess I wanted to ask you or maybe touch base on a little bit. The preparations heading into this week, I mean, I'm sure it's business as usual uh, at the Drewski, you know, doing practices and, you know, doing the best that you can to get ready, but you know, the feeling, I would say, has got to feel at least a little bit different. You know, the preparation's got to be, you know, it's got to feel a little bit more tense. A absolutely. I mean, we just had the national championship game, and I'm an Ohio State fan, so I hate the, the <laughs> side that we were on. But <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, that Alabama-LSU game, that Ohio State-Michigan. I mean, these are two teams that have a lot of respect for each other and are trying to build some tradition. Obviously, we're not – as old as those institutions <laughs> um but you know as far as programs we, we have really mature programs and we're looking you know for that rivalry to continue and with some exciting games and, and guys know that what's on the line and the importance of this and the bragging rights and um the recruiting ability when you when you beat a team like the river kings to say something like that um it helps everyone in the long run yeah rivalry games are always fun uh, not only to watch but i guess for me personally to, to call i mean i'm super excited uh for this one and you know to see uh, what transpires out there on the ice. Uh, I mean, and, you know, anything else that you want to mention to maybe fans or uh, uh, parents who are watching uh, the game this week and maybe listening to this podcast right now? 
Uh, if, if you're going to get the opportunity to be there in person, we'd love to see you in person. Uh, tickets are $8 at the door, and kids 10 and under are free. Uh, if you don't have the opportunity to be there in person, you can always listen to Brian on Hockey TV. You're doing a phenomenal job and Thank killing you. it. Um, so that, that's really all I've got. I mean, it's going to be an unbelievable weekend. Moms are going to be here. Uh, the NHL season has officially started tonight. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of in full hockey swing and hockey mode here. Um, it's hockey season. For sure. Hoping to start off the uh, Dan K broadcaster battle right uh, for my fantasy team. Got to make sure that all the guys are, all my ducks are in a row. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely pulling for you. Yeah, well, I mean, if I win, I get to host an episode. So. Oh, I think you'd kill it. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I guess heading forward here, um, you know, I don't know if there's much else to talk about, at least uh, from my end. I'm just really excited. I mean, I'm almost giddy to get ready. Uh, this series started, but obviously there's another day in between that. I got to wait for it. I mean, you know, any final thoughts, you know, any send offs that you want to say? Uh, I got to thank the sponsors, the billets, everyone that's made this possible. Um, obviously, good from Wood for sponsoring uh, the, you know, the episode here and, and doing a phenomenal job and, and with the work that we have and giving our guys the equipment we need to make sure we travel successfully and we're organized and look sharp. Um, so got to thank them. Uh, Spencer did a phenomenal job and, and, you know, couldn't be more thankful for our time we have to spend with him and really excited for you guys to meet him. Um, and get the chance to listen to him. So uh, all in all, just an unbelievable uh, week of preparation so far. Big games coming this weekend with family and friends in town. Um, what what more could you ask for? Yeah, be sure to watch guys like Spencer Linthesmith and the rest of the Havoc crew take on the River Kings to try and uh, jockey for position in the Midwest West. Uh, for head coach, uh, Brett Wall, for uh, forward, Spencer Linthesmith, for everybody else, the Hudson Havoc program. We're so happy that you tuned in to listen to the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio. Uh, presented by Good From Wood. Thank you so much uh, for all the work that uh, you guys do. Uh, and uh, hope that you have a great night. Hope you watch the game or uh, go in person against the River Kings. Good night, everybody.